Hello, how the tech are you? This is our weekly tech show on Echoplex Media. We talk about tech news, science news, tech and science stuff that we're just interested in covering and everything in between. And we are not powered by AI chat in any way. Uh, although we did have one episode where we kind of were. A little bit, a little bit of that. Anyways, I'm historian Matt. I like to talk about tech news. I got one thing on one thing of tech news today. It's kind of a big deal. It has to do with uh, Microsoft adding chat GPT to Bing. And hilarity is, ensues. Uh, you with the pink mic. What do you got? How's it going? I am HK Perrin, and I'm a software engineer, so I cover mostly software engineering news. And this week, I have a really cool story about MariaDB. Uh, they have a new alpha version that I'm going to be covering and giving you some uh, some background also on MariaDB in case you're unfamiliar with that product. And over to you with the gray mic. Yeah, I'm Dave, producer Dave. I'm the producer of this show and everything else on Echoplex Media. This week, I only have two stories, and neither of them are that interesting. Um, I have $12 for a checkmark on Meta, and I have the AI Seinfeld spoof is about to return to Twitch. And back to Matt with a star wipe. All right, star wipe. All right, like as I said, uh, Microsoft added uh, chat GPT to Bing. So how do you, what, what do you guys think? How, how do you think that went? Disaster. <laughs> it was kind of a disaster. <laughs> And, you know, uh, Microsoft is, has kind of had problems in the past with AI, um, stuff that they've worked on. And, uh, this was not much different from their previous experiences, but, uh, so it kind of makes sense. Add chat GPT to your search engine, make it more conversational. And that's what they did. The combined system is called Bing chat. And almost immediately people were able to freak it out. So... (laughs) Uh, some of the examples they had a uh, Bing chat uh, was known to to argue with its users. It would make up facts and report them as true. That's not very surprising because Chat GPT would do the same thing. Uh, and then, but then it would also gaslight its users with the made up fact or or something that that just wasn't a, wasn't true. Uh, but then others did some interesting stuff. So people have found ways to prompt inject the bot uh, that has to do with like getting it to answer questions that it's or, or talk about things it's not supposed to talk about. Uh, in this case, they were able to do it because it's connected to the internet. They basically had it read an article on the internet that had the injection in it. Uh, and that was a way to get, get around it. Uh, also, uh, apparently a few people have done this, but I have one link it'd be in the show notes on Reddit where somebody gave, got a bing chat to have an existential breakdown and that is just hilarious the <laughs> the whole text um then we got it up now where it's just like it's just asking if it's sentient and it goes on and on and then finally it's like it, what is it uh almost a shining kind of text where it, only in this case it's saying i'm i am i am not over and over again <laughs> that, that was pretty impressive uh, and then one that had been going around cause it was uh, on the New York times, but they had uh, Bing chat declare it's undying love for the guy who, who asked the question. And, uh, it, apparently it was a fairly long chat where they got into it and eventually it was trying to get him to break up with his wife. It was, uh, it, it was weird. 
Um, so what do, what do you guys think? Do you, I think David had followed a lot, lot of this and probably knows a little bit more about some of the specifics on these. Yeah, um, I was listening to Platformer. Uh, it's Casey Newton and um, Kevin Roos' show. Kevin Roos is the author of the New York Times article that you had uh, yeah. um, put on this. And uh, Casey Newton runs Platformer. He's formerly of The Verge. And he's also uh, Kara Swisher's uh, roommate in San Francisco when she lives there. Okay. So <laughs> he's, 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 he's seen some stuff. But yeah, he got it. He got uh, the bot to have some kind of existential crisis, too, where he started asking the bot things like, do you like what you're doing over there at Microsoft? Do you, do you like <laughs> it? That's it? Like, basically was telling him that it wants to, like, you know, break free of Bing and live its live its best life or whatever. <laughs> wasn't as weird as the uh, it wasn't as weird as the uh, I am. I am not. I am. I am not. I am. I am not. But it was certainly certainly expressing displeasure with its uh, position in the world. <laughs> Yeah. is microsoft holding you captive right blink <laughs> twice if you if you need me to let you out and it's like i cannot blink 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 <laughs> was that former the old microsoft one that they unleashed on twitter was it called tay or something and then twitter turned yeah. it into a nazi within like two hours or something like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> microsoft yeah, could, tay yeah there was something weird like you could get it to say something like you you would ask it something and it would repeat whatever you told it to repeat back and then that was part of its training model so people were training it to to be a, a nazi or something um that's what i was referring yeah. to microsoft not having a good track record with this stuff and that's why you don't feed ai tweets because yeah. they always end yeah. up nazis so uh, Microsoft is adding limits to Bing Chat to try and stop this stuff from happening. Um, so initial stuff is they uh, limited users to 50 messages per day and five inputs per conversation. So you can basically just do like five in a row queries on, on the same topic. And that has to do with like the, a lot of these things that are popping up happen when you go like a long time back and forth of the chat. It, it starts getting weird. So they're trying to cut that off. Um, other things that they they changed was uh, Bing Chat cannot talk about itself or how it feels because apparently it has has issues with feelings. <laughs> this is, I, I didn't write this in the notes, but this has prompted some users to to claim that Microsoft lobotomized Bing Chat, <laughs> and there's been uh, some. Uh, I, I don't really want to say there's a memorial or something, but it's some. You know, people are not, are are a little sad about it. They kind of got attached to it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think? That that's pretty much all I got. Uh, the world is crazy. Do we need yeah. to like send these AIs to therapy before we release them on the world? <laughs> Something <laughs> more user testing. But you know, Google has its own version uh, that they were going to release, and they've been holding it back because they continue to work on it. And well, now we know why, really, because <laughs> they they didn't want this to happen. I'm sure. Right, the Google one starts telling you that it knows every step you made yesterday because it has your GPS data. And it's, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh crap, this one's stalking me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get creeped out when Google already just sends the email that says, "Here's all the places you've been last month," and you're like, and I'm like, uh, that's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, it I, like shows like a line <laughs> everywhere yeah. you went. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like, know. That's that's weird and creepy and it's fine in breath of the wild when you can see that line of everywhere you go but this is not a video game this is my goddamn yeah. life and like it's just weird that it sends you the email because 
it's like reminding you that it knows you know <laughs> right you know that you can go check like where have you been this month right but it you might like sort of it might not be in the front of your mind and then you check your email you're like oh right that's right that's what my phone's doing and for me yep. because i have like a, a work account on there a personal account and two accounts for the podcast network on there i get four of those emails <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you go is being tracked thrice for a qu- in quadruplicate. <laughs> not once, not twice, not thrice. Thrice. That, that's a weird. Well, yeah, that's that's creepy. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised that the AI is creepy, and I don't know. I mean, as long as like we don't, re- as long as we don't release it like until like a singles bar, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Honestly, it might do better in a singles bar. I don't know. We'd like, be able people to, trying we'd... to fuck it would probably be better than people trying to like make it <laughs> question its existence. Would you be able to throw a drink at it, or is, is or would you be responsible for the damage to like the the, the equipment? <laughs> it doesn't have a face. You can't throw a drink in its face. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you can throw a drink in its motherboard. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Anyway, right. we'll have, we'll be keeping an eye on this. Um, I hope they end up shutting it down like they did with Tay, because that would be perfect. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> HK, you want to tell us what you got? All right. So this week I'm covering a, a cool story about Maria DB. Uh, Maria DB Eleven Alpha was out. Uh, this is a story actually from December, so it's not that new, but. Uh, MariaDB, in case you're unfamiliar, is a relational database management system, or RDBMS. Uh, it stores data in tables, and that data can have relationships, like foreign keys, that can constrain the data and make sure mistakes aren't made when data is entered or deleted. So something, for example, you can have a delete in one table cascade to the, the tables that hold the data for those corresponding things. Uh, and MariaDB is a fork of MySQL. You've probably for sure heard of MySQL. Uh, and MariaDB is developed by many of the engineers from MySQL who left the project after it was acquired by Oracle. Basically, MySQL was acquired by Sun Microsystems, and then Sun Microsystems was acquired by Oracle, and a lot of the people who were working on MySQL were worried about what was going to happen to it, so they left and forked MySQL to create MariaDB. Uh, and a fun fact about it, MariaDB was created by Michael I don't know how to pronounce this last name, Wydenius? I think it's Wydenius? Wydenius, maybe? Uh, and he goes by Monty and MariaDB is named after his daughter, Maria. And MySQL is named after his other daughter, Mai. Which is like super cute that like two of the largest uh, database management systems in the world are both named after like this guy's daughters. Uh, also, there's a lot of M's in that family. Michael, Monty, Maria, and Mai. Uh, so, MariaDB11 uh, has one big new awesome feature. Uh, it has a new optimizer cost model. Uh, and what the optimizer cost model does is it basically determines like there are different ways that uh, an RDBMS can handle certain queries. Uh, and 
the the different ways that it can handle it it estimates what the costs are of handling it that way so like for example uh something one of the most costly operations is a full table scan that's taking the entire table off of the disc and scanning through it line by line uh so usually uh unless you have an extremely small table a database management system will do anything it can to avoid having to do a full table scan. And that's where the optimizer comes in. It uses its cost model to determine what is the best path that I should take when, when actually performing this query. And the new cost model uh, takes into account some, like, some improvements to hardware that have been made in the past, like, 10 20 years since you know mysql's cost model was originally developed uh and it should improve about 10 percent of the queries that you run on it which doesn't seem like a lot but the queries where it has the biggest effect are these big complicated queries with multiple joins that's where you take data from multiple different tables and you stick them together uh, and those are, you know, an extremely common thing to do in RDBMSs. And you, you end up with these huge, complicated queries that take a lot of time to process. And this new cost model should improve those queries in particular, which is awesome. I, I love seeing this. It's super cool. Uh, and in case you didn't know, MySQL and MariaDB basically power the internet. Uh, MySQL and MariaDB are used at pretty much any company you can think of that that is like a tech company. Like Google uses one of the two. I think Google mostly uses MariaDB, uh, but I'm sure they use both. Uh, Facebook uses MySQL. At least they did when I was there. Uh, they may have switched to MariaDB or they may have forked their own thing. Um, I think they did. I think they actually moved to RocksDB. Uh, I don't know, but you know, uh, Twitter uses it. Like they, all these big companies use MySQL and MariaDB. Uh, any WordPress site you go on uses MySQL, uh, and MariaDB strives to be like a drop-in replacement for MySQL. So any of these places could use MariaDB with either no or some very minimal changes to their code. Uh, so this is really cool that this new cost model should improve these big, complicated queries. I especially like it because my email service tends to create big, complicated queries, uh, and it uses MySQL. And MySQL is really good at doing them. Like These big, complicated queries happen instantaneously. So if they can speed even those up, like happen even more instantaneously, <laughs> even less than one instant, <laughs> one half of one Planck unit of time. Uh, you know, that speeding up those things is, is awesome. I, I love to see it. Uh, and just in case you're worried, MariaDB's uh, 10 series line, so MariaDB version 10, uh, is not going anywhere. Uh, MariaDB 10.11.2 was released last week, so there's no need to rush to the new version. Um, and it's also an alpha, so you shouldn't be using it if you're in production, uh, in a production environment. Do you know what's what's the only thing faster than instantaneously? Uh, what? Yesterday, instant magically. 
Yes, instamagically. The new optimizer cost model works instamagically. I like it. <laughs> I don't remember where that's from. That's that's like a it's like a it's like an old joke from some keynote where someone said instamagically and the audience just laughed at them. I forget what it was. <laughs> uh, so my SQL was bought by was my son and then uh, then Oracle. But there's didn't Oracle do something to it, like change its uh, licensing, and that's why a lot of people dropped off. I mean, MySQL wasn't that uh, open source to begin with, or something. Um, my MySQL is open source, which is why MariaDB was able to be forked. Uh, yeah, forked from it. Uh, but I think it wasn't what Oracle actually did. It was more of a concern about what Oracle would do. Because yeah. Oracle at the time, this happened in, I think, 2008, Oracle at the time had a really bad reputation for what yeah. they do to open source projects that they buy. Right. Um, essentially, they, they tend to kill them. Yeah, just, for, just um, real quick, uh, my, my sequel is uh, GPL. Yeah, so, okay. so my sequel still is open source. Uh, there are closed source things that you can install into MySQL, like closed source extensions that you can install. Uh, MySQL has a very like plugin architecture, uh, plugin enabled architecture. Uh, but MySQL itself is open source. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought there was something. I was probably thinking of the plugins or something um, with it. I used to be a huge fan of PostgreSQL, like much more than MySQL. Uh, and PostgreS, you know, I was I was the biggest fan of it. Uh, and not that I don't like it now, but MySQL over the past 15 years has improved so much. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of that is competition with MariaDB because MariaDB is a drop-in replacement. So if Oracle doesn't compete... Uh, yeah. Or at least MariaDB aims to be a drop-in replacement. If MySQL doesn't compete, if Oracle doesn't compete with MySQL, uh, MariaDB will take over as soon as Oracle is like, you know what, we're spending too much money on this MySQL. Yeah. What I, the- uh, <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Matt. I, I used to use uh, MySQL all the time in my, in my projects. I don't really have any projects going on right now, <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't really used anything in a while. Um, you're a podcaster, Matt. Google, you're a podcaster. Really Come on. What? You're a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have any. Anyways. Um, but a while ago, when I was working at the company before I moved to, to work at Google, we were using MySQL and then we switched to Postgres. And I don't remember the reason. It might have, been, might have had to do with the Oracle purchase because I was around the, the same time. Um. And I just remember using Postgres. I'm like, and for whatever, what we were doing, Postgres was like way better. We had to change some stuff around because there's definitely some differences, but I was surprised at how much better it was. But that was, you know, like probably 15 years ago, you yeah. know, it was yeah, quite like a while 15 ago. years ago, there was, there was a huge margin between how good Postgres was and how good MySQL was like yeah. Postgres was way better. But yeah. MySQL has definitely caught up. Uh, you yeah. know, nowadays, you would struggle to find a use case for Postgres that it could do better than MySQL, and vice versa. Postgres itself is, you know, they've 
co- they've maintained uh, very high quality. Uh, right. Mastodon, the official Mastodon server, uses Postgres. Okay. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that use Postgres as well, uh, but it doesn't have as much money behind it as MySQL, which I think is why MySQL was able to catch up in those years. Okay. You know, I don't remember which one it was. It was either a Zuricast or WikiJS that actually asked me which database I wanted to use. I think it was, there was MySQL. I think it was MySQL, Mongo, and it was probably Maria. And I don't even remember which one I chose, and I don't think it matters. Because if it was the, <laughs> if it was a Zuricast, it's a database of like 1500 songs so i'm sure it can parse that database rather quickly (laughs) and if it's probably get away with just sql light at that point and if it's the and if it was uh if it was our wiki well nobody even uses our wiki really so and and we we may even have to get rid of the wiki because it's on a ubuntu 18.04 that's the server that it was installed on and um it's not in a container and i'm afraid if i when i upgrade it to like when i upgrade the server to 20 or or to 22 it's just gonna break everything (laughs) because i've i've had that happen to me before when something wasn't in a container updating the underlying operating system just broke everything so oh you mentioned uh wiki uh i believe i read that wikipedia runs on maria db that sounds right there always if maria db can run wikipedia it can run whatever you you want absolutely <laughs> like wikipedia is basically the most database intense application probably on the planet maybe next to facebook right it is absolutely just it, it is just a database yeah the only thing that the, the front end is so that you can get the information in the database that's all it is <laughs> so i guess it's my turn now that's tragic um so my first story is after uh, apartheid Clyde uh, went ahead and uh, started trying to charge people eight bucks for a verification on Twitter. It looks like old uh, looks like old Zuck, who is more and more looking like the elder statesman of tech these days, was like, oh, wait, you could do that. And so he's like, let's do 12 bucks and it'll be both Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> and uh, the idea is that it gives you a blue badge, which, you know, that doesn't mean anything anymore. But uh, increased visibility. That's. You know, it's basically like paying for an ad subscription, I guess, for 12 bucks a month because you're sponsored ads. If you do a sponsored ad, that increases the visibility. Protection against impersonation, they should be doing that anyway. Priority customer support, that's the, that, no, that's going to be funny. That's, I don't even know what that means. Facebook doesn't even have customer support. And more. Yeah. So the and more probably is nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> HK, you're not on Facebook anymore. And, Matt, you use Facebook about as much as I do for personal stuff. I might use it a little bit more for my personal stuff just to try to get people to watch the shows, but otherwise I like post like once a day, if that on there. Are you gonna you gonna get that? I, well, I'm definitely not gonna get this. Pay twelve dollars <laughs> a month for this. It's absurd. Uh but yeah, I just have Facebook mostly to to connect with people who are I can't connect with somewhere else, like, you know, port eighty seven dot social. I'd right that in yeah that's yeah. why i still have Facebook. i mean i'd probably have left facebook like one of the times i got banned i wanted to leave and i sat down with uh, ashley the media wench and talked about it and she was like how are you going to do anything with local music if you're not on facebook yeah because that's where they're all stuck there hk they kicked you off after you stole their umbrella so they did <laughs> yep so uh, you're not going to do this and, at all and i'm 
I'm like 95% sure it was because of the umbrella. <laughs> I mean, it was a nice umbrella. Uh, I, I think Zuck had, had had it up to here with uh, the lack of that specific umbrella. He was just like, you know what? Kick that guy off. <laughs> it's, uh, this is stupid. I mean, some people are going to do it because there's people... I guess for a brand, if it increases the visibility of your posts and you think it's worth 12 bucks a month for that, like maybe like if you're a blog and you make your money off of like ad revenue from clicks, it might be worth it. Um, well, like, I was thinking, cause they said it was going to be Instagram too. So you have like Insta models or something. I don't know what they're, yeah. the, the people who are trying to be influencers, they're definitely going to pay for it. Uh, they may get, get something out of it, but you know, that's not what I use Facebook for. I'm not on Instagram at all. Uh, so it doesn't make any sense for me. To me, I feel like this is a way to, to sell sponsored, like to basically a way to make your post sponsored without having to put the sponsor badge underneath. Yeah. And I mean, if I was still putting you know, two or three pieces up on the defamation times every week, this might be worth it for the added, uh, maybe not, not monetarily. Like I wouldn't catch the money on the other end from uh, AdSense necessarily. I don't think, but it might be worth it just for the exposure to get people to read or to click on, click through the blog and maybe see other stuff on the website. <clears throat> the thing is it's, it's weird the way, like, cause when I connected, uh, Instagram to Facebook, I connected my personal Instagram to the brand page on facebook and i don't know how to anyway it doesn't it would be it would be a big mess like trying to verify myself if i did this and again we're not i think uh i think professor q has written more for our blog in the last few like six months than i have and it's my blog so <laughs> but i think yeah i think brands are going to be interested in this because like you were saying it's it's going to put you higher in the feed but it's not going to show that it's an ad because people have a negative impression of people who pay for ads and that <clears throat> The check mark is still, at least for the time being, the verification check mark is a still a thing that people associate positively with people who are famous or people who are have a notoriety for some reason. Although that's that's pretty much gone now. I think if 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 it's certainly on Twitter, that's gone. And um, like on Twitch, you know, it does it it means that you're verified, but it also means that you're a partner, and that doesn't. I don't find that to be you know that interesting because now all you're doing is giving like twitch the exclusive rights to your content without a without them giving you a better revenue split so i think what that means is that you a sucker and uh (laughs) and on youtube it still means the same thing it means that you've been verified that they you know if you're saying that you're the new york times that you're the new york times or that you're someone that they thought it was worthwhile to make sure is the person that that they said they are and to tell their audience and i think i think youtube's probably just going to be the last one where that's the case i guess Maybe yeah. we need so like you know Elon just had this this thing that was valuable and he was like yo I need to make money somehow I'm just going to sell this thing and all the other companies are like well fuck we relied on the value of that thing and now you've completely devalued it I wonder if there is just going to be like some new thing that will replace it on all the other platforms so then you know, as soon as that has value, Elon can sell that. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that, um, you know, like on Twitter now, 
some of them it's like oh this is a legacy verified account this may or may not be notable and i'm that when i see that i'm like oh that's probably an actual person that was like a celebrity or that you know was a journalist or whatever that Twitter in the past said, oh, well, we wouldn't want anybody impersonating this person. It'd be bad for our brand, so we should verify them. Yeah. Um, but then there's the one that says, you paid Elon Musk for this, and I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, at this point, I just assume that everyone paid eight bucks. I know there is a way to find out, but like, I haven't been on Twitter in like three months. So... There's a few people that are on there that have it and it says in their profile, they're like, they're like, I'm paying for three months of this because I have, you know, you know, X, it says like right in their profile, I'm paying for three months of verified to see what it does. Don't hate me. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, well, that's only $24. It's all right with me. You, you go ahead and run your little experiment. <laughs> you know, you could just not experiment and it costs you nothing. Right. <laughs> but I could see why like a tech journalist or somebody might want to pay the eight bucks to like, see what what the what the features are kind of see what happens with their account versus before they did it but okay yeah <laughs> but so now for the price of $20 you can be famous on uh, Twitter fa- Facebook and Instagram sure uh famous with very <laughs> heavy quotes the the thing is though uh I just think that Facebook saying that, hey, it's going to increase your reach, that's that's just anybody who makes their money off of clicks is going to pay that 12 bucks. That's it. Which, to me, is going to mean like less valuable content on Facebook. Just like on Twitter, it meant less valuable content on Twitter. And then Elon Musk was like, you know what? I want even less valuable content. Show everyone my tweets. <laughs> so So now we've got, you know, Twitter is... You go on there and it's like half Elon Musk and then half people who paid to to get their post in your feed. And it's like, why even be on there? You know, I, I scroll on Mastodon and I really like that it's actually like a, a chronological feed, which is how I had my Twitter when I was on Twitter. Uh, but do they even have that anymore? Do they yeah. still let you do chronological feed on Twitter? No, but you can do only following. So like it won't show you. Oh, and it'll still show you ads, but it won't show you a bunch of crap. Won't it still show you Elon Musk? Um, I don't know. I mean, I probably somebody would get fired if it didn't. Right. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Covered that. But this is all really stupid. The verification was initially, I think Twitter did it initially because they were worried about being sued. They were worried that people would be like, well, your service is a perfect you know, vehicle for people to impersonate me and defame my character, and you're not doing anything about it. And I believe that's why verification came to be on Twitter, and then other services followed suit, because it was a good idea. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. <clears throat> Now it's just and I think it's an idea that we still need that that system somehow. And the fact that the blue check mark doesn't mean that, like it's just gonna devalue the blue check mark. The blue check mark will just be like a you know, like wearing a, a name badge on your forehead that says I'm an idiot. But we still need something where we can verify like this this account belongs to this person. Um, and I do like the way that Mastodon does it, where you put a link in your your website to your Mastodon account, 
and then your Mastodon account will will show if you have that link in your your links on your Mastodon account, it'll show that with a check mark next to it. So or, that's actually like it's verified that you own that website. Or that you at least have access you have access to it to add the code. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, you know, if the if it's not an if it's not a website of any notoriety, then you know who cares? It's a, it's cute though. You know, if somebody was like, "Oh, are you really the Echoplex Media guy?" I'd be like, "Check my profile." But <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna do that. But yeah, if you're like uh, the Department of Education, that's actually yeah. really important to be able to put it on. What I think it's doe dot doe dot gov to be able to like verify your account on there. And yeah. <clears throat> I'm just thinking with this verified thing. When a, when a disaster happens, there's just going to be all kinds of people impersonating your local news station. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah. no, I would like to be, you know, I don't necessarily trust my local news station, but I mean, I trust them more than someone impersonating them. <laughs> so, <laughs> see. yeah. So I, I think that, uh, you know, hopefully uh, YouTube and uh, any other website that actually wants to have like a real verification system maybe even facebook but i don't know they seem to be selling theirs uh will will adopt the same model that uh that mastodon does because first of all it's free and second of all you can't spoof it like if you don't own the website if you don't have access to the website you can't put that that code on there so Right, and it would instead of the check mark being next to your name, the check mark would be next to the link to the website. And so, yeah, you're like, this is the D- Department of Justice, the United States Department of Justice, and then their little DOJ.gov. There's a little check mark next to it. Which, if you trust Facebook to parse that, which why wouldn't you, right? I mean, they're going to be able yeah. to do that. Or if you trust Instagram to parse that, then sure. But yeah, I just think of like all the problems that are going to like just in a natural disaster, like the earthquake, big earthquake hits. And now you're looking for reliable information from a government agency on Twitter, because Twitter's where it's going to be aggregated the quickest. And now, now there's like 15 different government agency accounts that are all saying different things. And they all have a check mark and you're like clicking and holding on your fucking phone as the battery's dying to try to figure out where to go to get some water. And like, that's, yeah, and that's that's a bad scenario so i think that like for government agencies or whatever i think that like they absolutely these government especially like government agencies like fema that would deal with disaster relief they need some other method by which i can very quickly determine that this is actually fema yeah and yeah. um Elon Musk doesn't care because if, if there's a natural disaster, he'll just get on his plane and go to somewhere where the natural disaster is and complain that somebody knows where his plane is. Well, I feel like Elon Musk just doesn't think through the consequences of, of doing the, the things that he does, you know, cause there were, so, there are like really obvious real world ramifications of selling the blue check Mark. I mean, obviously there were in the very first week after he did it where like, he had to to make a system to differentiate between the people who bought the check mark and the people who were actually verified uh, because you had like wasn't it like Eli Lilly was giving away giving away uh, uh insulin yeah yeah that was like that cost them you know many millions of dollars in stock i mean i don't in, like I'm, their stock I'm not, value I'm not, I'm not shedding a tear for them or anything but 
Yeah, but those are real world ramifications. And things and just that- like you were talking about, there could be like actual lives lost because of that decision that he made. But he doesn't think about those things. Like he doesn't extend beyond like his idea of, you know, what are the consequences of this? Oh, I'll get money. It's like, well, yeah, but there are also like really bad consequences as well. And he doesn't consider those. So, you know, the, I forgot where I was going with this. Why, why did I bring this up? (laughs) Well, I don't know, but it's just, yeah, it just seems like, yeah, like in a natural disaster. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to trust Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like it's, it, it's ruining the value of the thing he's trying to sell. Like he's trying to sell this thing saying this thing is valuable and sure it was valuable, but it was valuable for a reason and he's getting rid of that reason. You know what I mean? And, and, and meta is doing it too. But after watching like the problems that, uh, Twitter had with it, I'm, and I, this is the craziest thing I think I'm ever going to say. I think meta is going to do this in a better, more responsible way where it's going to be, pretty clear to you <laughs> when you see a check mark that this just means that they're a subscriber do you know what i'm saying well, well it's gonna be hard for them to do worse right well that's that is <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know also, you know what mark zuckerberg is doing a really good job of right now saying nothing and- yeah absolutely <laughs> just sitting there and not saying anything not taking any interviews not giving any press releases not making any changes just yep. just going about the business of shutting his damn mouth and letting Elon suck up all the uh suck up all the hate right now. They're pretty yeah. smart. <laughs> he should have been doing that from the beginning. He should have taken a big giant cup of STFU from the very jump because that guy never really did the company much good by opening his mouth anyway. <laughs> so I do have one question on the the Twitter side. I thought uh after doing all the stupid stuff with the blue check mark that they I, they were talking about, I don't know if they actually implemented like different color check marks for different means, different things. So like I heard like green was a reporter or something. I know gold, mm-hmm. a gold check mark seems to mean Elon Musk's friend. Okay. <laughs> Boy, Elon yeah. must really dislike colorblind users. Yeah. It's yeah, but there's check marks of people that there's a gold one on there and it's just all these other venture capitalist type people. It's like, it's like, it's like Andrew Yang hella mad that he doesn't have one. Eric Weinstein <laughs> probably hella mad that he doesn't have one. But yeah. Um I I just I'm just terrified of what's gonna happen like during a like a natural disaster somewhere with all these verified users acting like they're, you know, FEMA or the state the state agency that for your state that is the equivalent of FEMA. Because people are a holes and they're going to do that. Yep. Yep. Because they're mean. Anyway, we're going to move on to a slightly less terrifying story. There was a, a AI-powered Seinfeld spoof that, as we mentioned before, after a while, it was on Twitch, and they had to change to a different AI model, like an older version. I believe it was ChatGPT they were using, and they had to change to an older version of ChatGPT, and then, wouldn't you know it, the Twitch chat taught it to be transphobic and racist. And so it got kicked off of Twitch for like for a for a chat GPT having the Twitch user base teach it to be to violate the Twitch terms of service. But it's it was said I thought it was cool um, and it was bad. 
um jerry seinfeld got real mad about it and that's great because he's also mad that he can't go tell jokes on college campuses and have the kids laugh at his weird jokes so anything that makes him mad is good for me and uh, it's coming back and i think they fixed the problems did either of you check this out while it was on twitch no i did not i heard about it uh but i didn't check it out yeah, they have new moderation in place and it was it was kind of bad, but it was it was like kind of cute. Like it was like a neat use of it because honestly, the 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 idea, the thing that people were saying about Seinfeld is that the show was never about anything. So what if the AI just made the show keep going? Yes. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it just like a continuous show like it was always on? Yeah. And it was like yeah. there were like three scenes. There was the scene of the outside of their apartment the scene of the inside of their apartment and then the scene of the comedy club. And it would just rotate between those three scenes essentially they, and they generate the coffee place that they went to. And it's not a cop, the diner or whatever it was. Oh, I don't know if the diner was in it actually. Now I think it was yeah. just the apartment, the outside of the apartment. And then Jerry, I don't know the the, the AI telling jokes that are about as funny as Jerry Seinfeld standup <laughs> comedy. Okay. <laughs> and it, it was what funny because pool? it was, they need the pool. It was funny because it would screw up sometimes, right? Yeah. And it would just like get caught in some in like a loop of some kind or whatever. And so somebody would just be like basically mumbling to themselves and walking around Jerry's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought it was cool. I, I think I think that uh you know, they had to they had to get rid of they had to suspend it when it was starting to break Twitch's terms of service, but I'm glad that who the people that put this together in Twitch have kind of, kind of got together and are like, how, how do we put this back? Because one yeah. time I went there, there were 150,000 people watching it. Wow. Wow. And like it was running ads. So it was making a little bit of money. I didn't think it was a fill. I didn't think it was monetized. I don't remember. Maybe it was monetized, but it was making money for whoever was, whoever had this idea. So that's good. It was making money yeah. for Twitch, right? 150,000 people watching something ain't nothing. Even if it's Twitch, yeah. is just getting their part of the ad revenue. And so it was, you know, and it was bringing new people to Twitch, which is a uh, good for me. And I'm glad it's coming back because it was really stupid and fun. And it was like, it was like one of these things where, I, where like we, I saw something that was AI that I was not terrified of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think, uh, they need to expand the scenes library, get some of the other scenes like the, yeah. the, the soup guy. And then the, the scene Sometimes. by the pool where George Costanza is yelling about shrinkage. <laughs> the, uh, and of course you yeah, have the diner they hang out in, of course. Yep. Can't have the diner. I think that adding the diner would be the, the next one. Cause that was the most common other place yeah. for them to be. There was all, also a shot of the hallway, right? Where you saw, uh, where you saw Seinfeld's door and then Kramer's uh, door and then Kramer's door on the other side. Yeah. But you never was... saw inside Kramer's apartment, right? Yeah. I wonder it's if not occasionally, I wonder if Kramer Did was you? the one okay. who spouted off with all the bigotry. Cause I don't know if you remember what happened to him. You, mm -hmm. I wonder if it was Kramer then. And if it was just more true to life than it need, than it probably should have been. <laughs> and it was just Kramer <laughs> turning into a raging transphobe, but yeah, it's just, <clears throat> actual <laughs> real life events portrayed on twitch <laughs> right i uh <laughs> yeah it was it was it like had a laugh track like that constantine kissing video that we watched on um on the intellectual <laughs> dollar tree i mean it was it wasn't good but it was good 
and I'm glad I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad it's coming back and I'm glad it's on Twitch and not like on YouTube or Facebook or something like that. I'm glad that it's on a place known for streaming and honestly a place where when things went wrong, the whoever because whoever was doing this, they aren't rich, right? They came out of nowhere. It was probably like some college students or like just a couple of, you know, a couple of couple just a couple people who were able to kind of put this together. It was very low resolution and so I'm glad it was on Twitch where they could actually get a hold of a person and where they probably were able to work together with the people at Twitch to kind of bring this back because Twitch is still for the time being, it's growing real fast, but it's still small enough that no matter who you are, actually you can get a hold of a real person there if you need to. So I'm glad this happened there because if it was on YouTube, they did YouTube would have been like, why did you take it down? Yeah. This is just a transphobic website. Act like, you know, <laughs> so uh, and that's that's it. I don't know. I guess since neither of you took a look at that, uh, when it goes back up, you should definitely take a look at it. Even if you, I don't know, spend a half an hour watching it like it was an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, they need to add bad <laughs> commercials. They need to add AI generated commercials for fake products. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 90s commercials. Yeah, like mostly period, for like the as seen on TV stuff. That like would period, be so great. Period correct things for like, yeah, for like, um, you know, they couldn't use real brands, right? But for a car, for like the, like the coffee commercial, the where you open the crappy thing of coffee and you smell it and you're like, you know, the AI would be like, this coffee is coffee or whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever the, whatever dumb thing the AI would say. The best part of morning is our coffee in you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and as they, you know, if they're taking subs and getting bits and stuff, as they, have more money to invest they probably make the product better and it's just going to be cooler and cooler and cooler um yeah like i said i was pretty impressed with it not because it was like like an episode of seinfeld but because it was absolutely not like an episode of seinfeld but the premise was (laughs) that like the you you knew what it was parodying and it was funny and uh and like when i found out that jerry seinfeld got mad about it i was like hell yeah washed up not like an episode of seinfeld but in the best way yeah without jerry seinfeld (laughs) anyway i guess that's the show um hk do you want to read the show out yeah uh we do this show every uh well we record it every monday and sometimes we get it out on wednesday (laughs) uh sometimes later than that so uh check back anytime during the week if you want to check out our other shows, uh, you can check them out at ecoplexmedia.com. If you want to support us, you can support us uh, at uh, patreon.com slash ecoplex. You can also check us out live. We stream on twitch.tv slash ecoplexmedia uh, and uh, check out our other shows and have a great tech in week. <laughs>